people, the organization and like what, what the mission is, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, we got to take this hill, but then it's important to think like, how do I take this hill without, you know, and you also get like, you know, I, I love the dudes in third. Like I think about them all the time. Blue platoon definitely is my favorite memory of the army and probably always will be. And so it's, you know, imagining you or Wilder or Samples or, you know, I can name every dude in there. Like Warner, all those guys, Sierra, watching one of you guys die or something would be, you know. It's tough, man. Yeah, it would be so horrible. It would be so horrible, especially like, you know, by, by the time I left 10 months in, you know, I was super close to you guys and. I thought of you guys kind of like my family. So I was like, it would have, it would have crushed me. You know, I can't, couldn't even imagine losing one of you guys and not just combat, like suicide, anything. I, yeah. I don't know how I would have reacted. It's crazy, but that's something you always got to keep in mind. Right. Cause you don't want to, you still have a mission to do. You still have shit that's got to get done, but how do you, how do you always make the right decision for the people? Yeah. I think that's, that's tough, you know? So, what is something that you expect from those from those leaders? Your so those leaders, they're leaders in your platoon. They're your subordinate leaders. But what do you expect from them as a, a brand new platoon leader, kind of like a brand new boss showing up to the to the company? I guess. Oh yeah, to <clears throat> you can. This is, I think, super important, just especially in the army. But like, you can mentor both ways. You know what I mean? Like. I, I, there's always things to learn be, from the people below you. Like I learn stuff from the PLs I work with now, even though I've, I've done that job, you know, they come up with new ideas, new ways to do things. And you're like, damn, that's, that's a good fucking idea, you mm-hmm. know? So it's, I think it's especially true for a brand new Lieutenant who comes in and is like, you know, the, those section leaders or squad leaders and the, your platoon sergeant, especially those guys, like you, you need to listen to them. You know, and I think that this is something everyone says, you know, listen to your NCOs because they know they've been there. And, uh, yeah, that's that's so important for especially new lieutenants, because the things you learn from your NCOs is what is really what's going to mold you into the, the leader you're going to be, mm-hmm. you know. So w- how, how do you maximize the talents of your NCOs in, in your team? <laughs> it's so what you said earlier, really, it's the right person for the right job the right position right like um trying to think of like a good example do you remember sergeant south yes yeah so phenomenal nco my opinion and he wasn't he wasn't really liked from where from the well from senior leaders yeah 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 yeah, i know yeah yeah and i'm like what do you got how do you guys do not like this no no He's he's phenomenal um he putting him in the right position, I think was super important for us with the live fire sticks, all that, you know, the dude had never been on a truck before, ever, ever. <laughs> and was, all of a sudden, <laughs> Hey, we're doing platoon live fire and you're, you're a truck commander. Yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> but he did it and it was one of the, and he did a phenomenal job and it's one of those things like you got to trust your guys and find the right position for the right person. And, and sometimes putting your subordinate leaders in uncomfortable positions where they can grow and learn is really important. So I think that's another way to get, and this is for all levels, to get get 
product out of your subordinates, you know, to get results, you need to put everyone in uncomfortable positions where they can learn and grow, you know, so making specialist JP. I'm not specialist on whiteboard. I know you're not, but what I'm saying is uh, when you were, uh, if we had, you know, throwing you or other high performers into a a team leader position early Mm -hmm. to, to like kind of test your metal, you know, I know we did that with you, with uh, uh, Pez. You know, Kampofsky did that with Pez. A bunch of guys. You know, you, you throw them up and you're like, hey, let's see what you can do. Yeah. I think that's that's really the best way to do it. And that way you maximize the talents of, of your NCOs, but you also maximize the talents of your, like, your junior enlisted that are kind of, like, I don't know, outshining the other ones. Yeah, absolutely. The, the crazy thing about, about South was that he – he went and did whatever he, we're not going to talk about what whatever he he's doing whatever he did but he successfully completed whatever he was trying to do and he was waiting for his time to leave here so he can continue on but he completed that and they're like all right we got no use for you here anymore so they just sent us to us right before a live fire and he just put him in a spot and he just he just killed it oh yeah i think he got like two coins at it he got he recognized did. twice got, that day yeah two coins he uh coins really mean nothing but it's cool the recognition oh absolutely and the the thing i liked about south was he was getting ready to go to he was waiting to go to selection or he had just gotten back yeah and he like a lot of times dudes will come back from something like that and they'll be like oh i don't care like i'm getting ready to go to a better place and it like didn't didn't face him at all super hardworking dude super loyal like just like okay yeah let's do it like that's such a phenomenal trait. I wish yeah. everyone was like that. I wish I was like that. <laughs> so, in 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 your words, um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I, I don't know why I haven't talked about this subject in the other podcast. But, um, what do you, what do you think is an example of of toxic leadership? It's out there. We see it all the time. Yeah, and it's unfortunate <laughs> when we see like young leaders like pin on stripes and just right there just starts becoming toxic and toxic yeah i I think the typical one people think of is like the you know the new e5 who just smokes all his old buddies or whatever Mm -hmm. and just treats treats everyone like shit because now he's in charge um but i think it's yeah it's tough yeah i had to think about about this one i think it's it's someone who I know the army says, uh, you know, mission first, then like kind of people are next. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know, I mean, you know, Max Pumphrey, first arm Pumphrey. Oh, dude. Yeah. He always told me. I always get excited when I talk about him. Yeah. He's my, he's the man. But uh, he always told me he puts people first because if you put people first, you'll get more out of them and the, the mission will be easier to complete. And I, and that's something that I've always taken with me is you know it's important to put people first and i think you can get you can get the toxic leaders who just kind of pe- treat people like crap but you can also pe- get the toxic leaders who put the mission so far ahead of the people uh that it it builds an environment where the the people don't want to work for the mission anymore right and that's i think in some ways that's the worst kind of toxic leader because you know even 
even if you get the toxic leader is a dick every day, the dudes might still want to go out there and like, you know, take the hill or whatever. But you get the guy who puts his people so far down that they're like, fuck you. I'm not taking that hill. Not for you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> fuck the mission. Like, why am I'm I not going to look you? bad? You're the one that's going to look bad. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think in some ways that's the, to me, that's the most dangerous. And that's, I, I think as a subordinate, that's the hardest to deal with. At least for me, it is, you know, where you, you kind of lose faith in the mission <laughs> and that's tough because it's tough to come back from that if that ex- i don't know if that made sense but it, it makes sense but one thing you said in the beginning but i think a lot of people will, will mistake with like toxic leadership like you you'll have one thing a good example was in in blue platoon we would a platoon that was like we we'll always leave last on our spare time we're always doing some kind of sergeant's time training and uh and if you messed up we would get corrected right there on the spot for a long time but when we went out to the field and it was come time to do a live fires we would destroy it and i think you you'll catch it's it's you and you're slowly seeing it coming in is is softer people coming in and they stay late after i don't know they stay to work until 30 minutes after 1700, so 1730, and they're like, oh, my, my platoon sergeant sucks, my platoon leader sucks, they keep me at work all day with, like, okay, that that's not a toxic leader. If 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 the if they're staying at work, f- not doing nothing, maybe, but I think if, like I said, if, if you're staying later at work doing some kind of training and stuff like that, I think it, it's beneficial in a way. You ever notice when you work late and you don't notice it's late? You know, like, <laughs> You, you'll be working, you'll be working, and you're like, oh, my God, it's 1900. Yeah. I, I want to go home. But you don't realize it until it's 1900, right? But then you've, you, you'll you work for some leaders, and it'll hit 1700, and you're like, what the fuck am I still doing here? <laughs> you know what I mean? You get yeah. those ones. I think that's the difference where when you work for a really good team that you like working for, you don't mind working long hours because it felt good, and you felt like you were getting stuff done, and it it, it felt like it was paying off. But then you'll work for organizations where you'll you'll work long hours and it, you don't really feel accomplished, you know. And that, I think that's the one that sucks. That that's the painful one. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, one big thing about a toxic leader, I think, is a toxic is is a leader that that wastes time. Like, uh, I I remember a time. I'm not going to mention no names, but I remember a time where I had to do a presentation, and one of one of someone got annoyed with the colors that were on the slide and i'm like if you're really worried about the colors on my slide was you're i not, there for this no okay you're I not like, i don't remember that you're not paying attention to to what i'm the message i'm trying to get get across here like yeah who gives a fuck about the colors on the slides or how <laughs> angled the, the vehicle is like that's not the point dude like i think i think uh so I had the person I had to redo the whole slide because of the colors and the angle of the whatever. And I think it was just a big waste of time. So I think as leaders, we shouldn't waste time. Like, yeah, that's super true. How, how do you deal with, with toxic leaders in your formation? Oh man, that's, I don't know if I've, I don't know if I figured it out to be totally honest. I don't know if I ever will. I think, uh, have you, have you, have you seen toxic leadership like in, in your platoon or your troop and stuff like that? I don't know. Toxic is one of those things like it's a very 
just bad leaders in general. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I feel like I have. I've been around bad leaders. Um, I think the one thing you always got to remember is people don't change, at least not in the. I don't think they do in the army, right? Like, you know, you you can go to work every day and be like, oh man, I just I wish something would change, but the truth <laughs> is, like, you 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 can't change them, right? Like, they're not gonna change, so you've got to figure out a way to just fucking deal with it. And that sometimes that's tough. Now, if the leader is so toxic, he's doing something immoral, illegal, you know, or unethical. Okay. Yeah. He's probably going to change. He's going to get fired. And if he's doing one of those three things or she, you should probably report him. But I, I've certainly never seen anything like that. I've never seen anything that's immoral, illegal, or unethical. And so, and I think to, to be toxic, you really have to do one of those three, like, you know, to be replaced. Mm-hmm. But it's hard it's hard to replace bad leaders either someone above them needs to realize they're bad and replace them or or you know the one nice thing about the army is people change you know what i mean like uh a battalion commander only gets two years a company commander gets 18 months a pl usually gets 12 months so in the grand scheme of things those those times aren't really that big so sometimes you just got to realize like it's only a year, you know, like just got to figure out how, what do I have to do to adjust where working for this guy isn't like affecting my personal health or my, you know, my mental state. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I, that's, it's tough. It's if, tough. if I had the power, like for example, <laughs> if I, if I was like a platoon sergeant, or even if I'm a section sergeant and I'm, and I'm handling, helping my platoon sergeant, this is with Manning and I have that, that one, I don't know, senior specialist or sergeant that completely sucks. I'll straight up put that motherfucker as a driver. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if you're above them, like I said, like if, if you're above them and you see that they're bad, yeah, yeah, move them. You know, that's your prerogative. But when you're subordinate to them, it's, it's important to realize like people don't change, you know? So the only, only person that's going to change is you if there's something wrong. Yeah. You know? So it, it's super super freaking tough the one nice thing though and this is other nice thing about the army is like they they build command teams and pl team pl platoon sergeant teams and and squads and stuff so that if there is a a bad egg the next guy can can step up you know so mm-hmm. if you've got a, a leader who sucks tactically you know like a pl let's say a pl sucks tactically right hey platoon sergeant's there he'll take over and if they both suck. The section leader will figure it out. You know what I mean? But yeah. there's always someone to do the next up drill. So, you know, and hopefully if they're that bad, they'll get noticed and get yanked, you know? Yeah. So I don't, I would love to just make, cause I, I see it constantly. Some, some, some dumb ass fours that want to act like they know everything. I would love to just grab them and just put them in the driver's seat on a mission and just have them take orders from a private that's in a gun. I'm not going to lie. I've seen, uh, I've seen E5s be riflemen and platoons. Like, it's not unheard of. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, so when you think of a good leader, or even a, a young soldier with a lot of, a lot of, a lot of potential, um, what are some of the attributes that you that you're looking at? Like, what do, what do you think that makes that young soldier or that leader a good leader, or and stuff like that? Yeah, I think kind of goes back to what I already said before, but like guys who care about the people, you know? So like, you know, it's tough. Like 
you remember Burns? Yeah. So like, uh, he said something a long time ago that I'll never forget, which is like, you know, soldiers don't want time off. They don't want like, you know, they don't want to go to home at 1500 every day. Yeah. It's nice. But if you're doing good training and like really getting after it and you feel like you're doing your job, they'll work later without any issues. And it kind of goes back to like, you know, you, sometimes you recognize, Oh my God, I've been at work till 19. And sometimes you'll see you've been at work till 15 and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. But you know, that's something I always try to remember. So, but you can care about the people without wasting their time without, with getting them good training and then, you know, also getting them time with their families or whatever. And so what I look for in leaders, both above and below is dudes who really care about the people care about the individual uh you know they want they care about the soldiers so and that's something that you definitely see in one nine one, which is great Mm -hmm. you know so during during my my time recording these episodes everybody's like oh why you only have like senior ncos and captains and above and all that stuff and um but just because they're that those ranks does not mean that they're perfect. It does not mean that they're exceptional leaders. <clears throat> but so what what is something that you expect from senior leaders that are above you? Like you're 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 the boss in your platoon, but what do you expect from your boss and the boss of your boss and stuff like that? Because okay. I'm pretty sure they 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 have stuff that they need to improve on too. Yeah, I mean, uh, what like let's say like a new senior leader comes in you expect them to be tactically confident and proficient right like they need to know their jobs um i i hate to say it because i think this is something that isn't always true with, with leaders like they need to be people pe- persons mm-hmm. you know like they need to be good with people i think i think so. if some if if a brand new first arm came in here came in and it's like hey gomez how what do you think i need to do to be a good first arm i'm like I'll, I'll go on my phone. I'll pull up first on Pumphrey's phone number. I'm like, hey, go talk to this guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> He'll point you in the right direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. First on Pumphrey is the man. Uh, he's a, he's a great example. Like a great example of a senior leader who knows what he's talking about, super personable, and really just cares. Yeah. I think that I mean that that hits the nail on the head. Like you want a senior leader who really cares. If you talk to him, so. he tells you he's like, I'm I'm not the best scout, but I I care for my guys and I care for for everybody that's that's in my organization. And he, he really does. Yeah, he does. No question. No question. And Smithy is the same way, which is No, he man. sucks. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> nah, Smith is the same way. Like cares about the people. And I think that's that's the best trait you can get, someone who like Yeah. Really, actually cares. Yeah, I miss him as a platoon sergeant. He was, he was, he was a good, he was a good platoon sergeant. Even though he's only a first arm because we did, we made him look good. It's <coughs> the story of the army. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, as a, as a as a young leader in in the army or in the one seventy third, whatever. But <coughs> your your actions has has a has a big impact on. Because everybody says that the base of the unit is is the Joes, right? And your your deci- your decisions that you make as a platoon leader or as an XO directly imp- impacts the life of those guys, and impacting their lives is going to impact the base of the organization. 
right? What is something that um, <clears throat> you believe that is essential to create a solid base organization and, and have those that solid base of Joes, the, the squad leaders, the section sergeants, and, and stuff like that, just creating a solid and strong base for the for the for the unit. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's gonna sound super nerdy, but like uh, leadership, you know, like the acronym for Army leadership or whatever, mm -hmm. LDR. Like, I think those things, you know, it sounds dumb, but you if you the, have the seven army values, yeah, seven army <laughs> values. Like, but if you have the seven army values, right? Like, loyalty, honor, all those things. Like, you can. It real it really does like build a team, and I think like trust. Yeah, I guess that's kind of goes into integrity and honor mm -hmm. uh, and, and loyal. I think loyalty is probably my favorite, but like you, you get those where you trust, like they trust, if they can trust you, that you care about them and are going to watch out for them. And like, you know, then, then they're going to be more willing to fight harder. They're going to be more willing to work longer hours. If they have to, they're going to be, you know, it's nice when you've got soldiers who want to come to work. Yeah. You know, you know, like, or even leaders who want to come to work. Like, it sucks when leaders are like, fuck, dude, I have to go to work today. You know, and it's even worse when the soldiers are like, fuck, I have to go to work today. You know, you'll, you'll get the, every once in a while, a unit will get like, you know, we'll go to the field a ton and dudes will be like, dude, I can't do this again. This sucks. But they see, keep coming out and then they get to the training exercise, just like you said, and it's like they crush it and it feels good and, and they're, and they're they're happy and proud of themselves. So if you can if you can build the trust, and you know, with integrity, respect, all those things, if you can you can build all that, you know, I just think that this the dudes are gonna work harder. Right? Yeah, they'll work harder when they're PMCSing trucks because they're gonna they care about their equipment. They'll. I hate those trucks. Yeah, no, I know. I I love Comanche. <laughs> <laughs> I hate I trucks like so that much. I don't have as many trucks, but uh. You know, like they, they care about the mission, they care about the team, care about the people. So, because yeah, the Joes are the foundation. Absolutely. Yeah. I think I think I think the true foundation of of a, to creating a solid and a very strong unit is having good team leaders. Because I think they're because you're a team leader. <laughs> yes, in a way, <laughs> but I think the 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 team leaders they're the first person they have to like direct. Uh, contact with with the Joes, and they're like the first person that the Joes look up to. If you're a good team leader, oh, absolutely, yeah. But and it, it's cool to see new new soldiers who get put underneath like a, a good team leader, you know, and they start dress right, dress you know, they dress off of that team leader, mm -hmm. and it's awesome to see dudes who <coughs> maybe they first get here and you're like uh, I don't know, but then like six months later you're like yeah. Hell yeah, that's a what an awesome soldier. You know, yeah. look how far they've come. I, I've had I've had some, I have I have three soldiers and I, and I have them. Some one of them came up to me. He's like, "Listen, man, you're you're my fourth team leader, and I'm letting you know right now that you're like by far the best team leader I ever had. My other team leaders sucked, and it goes back to what I saw in the beginning. Just be that, be that person that you wished you had when you were in their spot. But I think there's just there's, I I got this from from another podcast, and I think it's it was an interview with Command Sergeant Major Schroeder. He used to be the old Trade Sergeant Major, and 
he said something that I think that is extremely important that if you could just do three things, if as a sergeant, you can just do three things, those three things should be lead by personal example, train and inspect. And I just live by those things every day. If, if I, if I can just do those three, those three things, I'm just going to do those three things. Obviously I, I'll try to do more. I do more, but I think that's important for the base of creating a very strong unit is just having sergeants lead by personal example, which is being fit, being tactically squared away and stuff like that. Inspecting and and uh lead by personal example, inspect and train. And just teach your guys. Teaching is an art, I guess. Do you think that that, that, that mentality applies all the way up to command sergeant major, say like, you know, the squadron batan- or command sergeant major? Because I know I do. I'm just curious what you think. Uh what do you, wait, what do you mean? So, like, you take, you know, I'll use Command Sergeant Major for Dorson as an example because I think he's phenomenal, yeah. right? Like, leads by personal example. Like, the dude was fit. You know, he was always there. He, You'd talk to him and you'd be like, this dude knows what the hell he's talking about, you yeah. know? Uh, I think he knew what good training looked like, right? Like, you know, he had a huge hand in the live fires mm-hmm. we did, the sticks training, all that stuff. So, you know, he's wants to train the soldiers and get the soldiers good training. He was at, he walked every freaking platoon live fire. Yeah, I, I remember you that. Know, I don't know if you remember, but when I was a bull XO, I walked platoon live fires with him. Like him and I walked the platoon stars. To yeah, I remember fire. That. Yeah, it's awesome, you know. And he was always there, like getting after the soldiers, you know, inspecting, correcting people. Hey, put your nods down. You know, it sounds dumb, but like, yeah, you know, you can lead like that all the way through the NCO. I think core. I think I think each 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 rank or cuz he talks the command sergeant major shoulder talked uh, about that on on his podcast. I th- he basically came up with three attributes with um per per position. Mm-hmm. Like the team leader and the, the section sergeant and all the way up to 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 the to the first sergeant, I think. I think he just came up with different attributes for every single one, but obviously I would just focus on the team leader one cuz that's what I I'm, yeah. I'm getting myself into, but yeah, um, to be honest, yeah, that's that's if every SEO just does that those three things, it's it's, it's perfect. But if only the world was perfect. Yeah, <laughs> Army said, "Fuck your perfect world." But <clears throat> what is what is your key to be the best leader that you can be? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you just show up and you're like, yeah, I'm going to do it. No, I, I think I have to work fucking hard every day. Uh, it is so tough, dude. And I'm sure you, you know, I mean, I'm not a leader, not really anymore. You know, I don't, re- I have headquarters dudes, but I don't, I don't have a platoon anymore, which sucks. But, uh, if you could be a platoon leader for the rest of your life, would <laughs> you be a platoon leader? <laughs> uh, man, I don't know. It was fucking awesome, but it was also stressful. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if stressful. I could deal with that stress for the rest of my life. Um, I would definitely do it again, but uh, not for the. Re- I don't know if I could do it for the rest of my life. I think... Oh, damn, that's such a tough question. It is. Yeah. Well, why do you think about that? I just came up with another question. All right, hit me. If you now that you you you, you have a, you've been done with platoon leader time for what how long now like what a year? Oh man, um, just over 
Yeah, a year and four months. If you could go back and do anything different, would you do something different? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, The whole post-Platoon Lackfire with Blue Platoon, Mm -hmm. like going to Poland, all that shit, I would totally do that differently. Like the way... I think that was definitely the most stressful time. Like Pol- Platoon, Platoon Life Fire was stressful, right? Yeah. But like going to Poland, prepping to go to Poland, all that 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 crap was super stressful. I didn't go to Poland. You didn't go to Poland? No. Oh yeah. I did a sniper. I did a sniper selection. That's why I remember that you and Killis, right? And Havley, no. I don't remember who else, but yeah, you guys didn't go. But yeah, yeah it was, that, it was, that whole thing. Yeah. I, t- I totally. Totally, I think. I think I would totally redo. Like what? But what would you change on your leadership style? If you I, change, I, I think that's one of those moments, like I was talking about earlier, where I kind of, I got sucked into like what I wanted, mm-hmm. as opposed to like, what was good for the people and what was good for the platoon. And I think, that was my biggest learning point as a, as a platoon leader, looking back in you know hindsight's 2020 but looking back i think you got i got like wrapped up in what what i wanted you know like wanting to be the best like wanting you know like i don't know you just want to make it happen and sometimes you you push people too hard you you lose some trust because you because of what you're doing Mm -hmm. and i think that's where that time period so that I, w- I would go back and change that i would, I would redo how i handled that mm-hmm. and kind of like take a step back and be like okay well yeah we're the best platoon squadron just keep going you know like, don't don't stress about it don't make it don't like get wrapped up in it you know yeah so okay now we can go back to what do you like what is your key to be the best leader that you can be every day i mean I, it's not a hard question man come on no no it, it's an easy answer of like just caring you know, I know it sounds like super typical answer, but like caring and it's not just about the people, but about the job, about the mission, about what you're doing. You know, if you want to be the best sales manager or whatever, you know, you got to fucking believe in what you're selling, mm-hmm. you know. So if if what you're selling is killing the enemy, then you got to believe in that what you're doing is right. Buy into it, buy into the team buy into the people and just care like give a shit and if you if you can give a shit about all those things kind of equally i think that's kind of like would be my what i think the key to success is because you'll see dudes that buy in too much to the people and they forget about the mission <laughs> yeah and everyone gets off work at noon right but then yeah. you, you, the, you'll get the people who it's a good thing you say that I, yeah <laughs> you'll buy into the people you'll buy into the the missions, all that matters, and you'll have dudes at work. You know, they'll, they'll they'll come in and do night training in the morning, and then they won't go home till nineteen twenty hundred. Yeah. Even though you brought them in early, or vice versa, you know, bring bring them in super early, but keep them super late, and it's that's not healthy either. You know, you 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 can't live the job twenty four seven. You got to take a break every once in a while, go home, have dinner with the family. I think that's. I'm not gonna say we'll we'll, t- we'll talk about it off record, but <clears throat> I think you know exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. But um, we should, we're almost done here. 
Um, but who was a leader that had a, a big impact in your life and, and influenced you to be the person that you are? Something, someone that you look up to a lot. Can I pick a like cu- couple people? Yeah, man, whoever you okay, want. Okay, so easy. First one's my dad, obviously. He's a re- like one of the big reasons I got in the military. His. I thought was I thought you came out from the womb. So yeah, yeah. Know. I mean, okay, but you know, <laughs> I think he was probably over my mom whispering, "Go in the <laughs> army, go in the army." My whole my whole life. Um, but you know, the leader. He, I, I can't say the leader he was because I don't really know him as a leader, but just the way he treats people and interacts with people kind of like shaped who I would be, mm-hmm. obviously. And I, I, I believe a lot of like how you're raised, you know, creates who you are. And so, you know, nurturing over genetics or whatever the saying is, but, uh, so him and then for sure, both my commanders and bulldog, uh, Dan and Max. Can't no, like, say, you can't, you can't, it's so hard not to pick yeah. Max Pumphrey, but we've already talked a ton about him. So I will talk about Osborne and Williams. Um, two people who I think besides Max really, really care about people. Mm-hmm. And that's why they do this job, right? Like the, the people are like what kept them going every day. And that's really what I want to dress off of as a leader. You know, Cam Osborne would just take Sabo round after Sabo round to the face for his soldiers with, you know, and, and just, I, I've never. It's because he, it's cause he, I, he understands he wasn't enlisted. So he understands. No, the pain. I know, but he's. I've never seen someone so calm. <laughs> like he is, he is shotgun calm. blast to the face. It's okay. We'll be fine. <laughs> Whoa. What just happened? <laughs> yeah. But it's awesome. You know, like that's, that's what a, such a good quality to have. You know, I, that man's will never broke <laughs> no matter how tough it got. Yeah. Um, Jack was complete opposite though. Kind of in think a way. So? It's not in a bad way, but he was not as calm. He was not as question. calm. Definitely. No. Not. You can definitely, when, yeah. when something happened, you can definitely tell that he was pissed off. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's like, you know, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? You're wrong. <laughs> I'm right. For sure. I love Jack. He's one of my heroes. But uh, I love working for both of them. And then I think the same thing for Jack. I think he was a little bit more relatable for me, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm never going to be as calm as Cat Mosburn. I don't know if anyone ever will be. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is crazy. Unless you're like 24-7 high off weed or something. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how he did it. That's probably why. But Jack's a lot easier, more, he's a lot easier to relate to. And also someone who, at least for me, really, really cared about the people and came to work like every day thinking about the soldiers and the NCOs and the dudes. And he wasn't perfect, you know, there's no question. But if I could be like those two people and like Max, you know, if if I could be like that, someone who just really cares about the people, that's... That's what I want to dress off of, mm-hmm. you know, leaders like that. So I I, I was so lucky. <laughs> yeah. I was super lucky. I mean, those two, believe it or not, those two had like the perfect chemistry with, with Max. Oh, It, it was sure. like, it, it's kind of like they were, both of them were meant to have him as the first sergeant. Oh, absolutely. And and Osborne with Kynard was also. Oh, yeah, that was a good one too. First on Kynard was the man too. Honestly, like 
while I was in Boulder, I couldn't have asked for a better, better I, troop command teams. So. I really have a lot of interaction with with uh, First Sergeant Kynard. <clears throat> he was a because when I first got here, they were like, "You know, you're not gonna be a scout. You're gonna you're gonna be a mortar." And I'm like, "What the fuck is a mortar?" Uh, yeah, you find out, man. And so there I was for six months in the, in the mortar platoon, not knowing what the fuck I was doing. But it was it was a good experience. But going back to those guys, they're just one. Those two kind of like they were both meant to work with with Max as the first sergeant, and um, I don't know. I I don't know if you really heard a lot. You probably didn't, but but um, a lot of people misunderstood Jack in the way. I think a lot of people seen him as a as that cocky asshole that came from West Point, so he thinks that he knows everything, but he truly he truly does know what he's talking about. I, I mean, yeah. I really looked up to him a lot. He he had my back 100% whenever whenever I, I I was going through a tough time and he taught me a lot of stuff. Like he gave me a phenomenal book called The Mindset. It's probably one of my favorite books, but he 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 was he was very special in my life and I really looked up to him to a lot of stuff that he did. But on the other side of the of the pond was kind of different. <coughs> Anvil Troop <coughs> <laughs> yeah we'll move on yeah that's that's true yeah i look up to jack a lot he's also super important in my life so i'm glad he's a friend of mine and someone that i still go to for advice you know mm-hmm. so super smart dude so yeah no question something bothered me about him he he would always he always he wouldn't say bagel somehow some reason i don't know why this bothered me but he would call bagels boggles and i'm like <laughs> I don't know if I missed that, but that's, I'll have to text him about it. <laughs> Why do you say it like that? He talked about it in 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 the, when he when he was on the show, but it's just weird. And I thought it was like a Wisconsin thing, but apparently it's not. So I don't know why he says it like that. But we're coming on to the end, and to close out the show, I do this every episode. Um, this show, I I made a show because I like, I want people that are struggling come listen to the show and, and take something out of it. And and if they can just take away what I just said about the bagels, th- they just take that. Like, I just want them to come over here and they're going through a hard time to just come on the show and just, and just, uh, just, just realize that whatever they're going through right now, something's going through a lot harder. Like you need to wake up. You need to figure out your way to, to get over this wall. For an example, what is, some words that you can you can tell someone that's going through a hard time right now like what is like snap out of this get look back and and just analyze the situation and and figure out a way to to move past this yeah count to 10 so my wife tells me when i get mad you know it sounds crazy but take a step back count to 10 calm yourself and then try to look at your situation analytically right like with with like bring the emotion down you know like you you get in a job that you don't like or a a work for a boss you don't like or whatever and you let it like you let it consume yourself you know you let it like Mm -hmm. ruin your environment your mental health all that stuff and and it it becomes what's ruining your life like your your stress and your anxiety about it like kind of ruins what you're doing and I think going back and I first Arnold Smith is what told me, who told me this, you know, like dude, other and people it, aren't going to change. People don't change, you know, just, uh, sometimes you can change yourself though. So if you can 
I don't know how to, I still haven't figured it out. Right. But like, think about what's going on in your life analytically and try to figure out what can you do so that it's not affecting you as much, you know, Mm -hmm. because thankfully nothing is permanent, right? Like people come and go jobs come and go. I'm leaving in July, you know, like there's always a light at the end of the tunnel, but until you get to the light at the end of the tunnel, you know, you just got to figure out what works for you. So the best way to do that is think about it without emotion. Like if you, if you can strip emotion out of the equation and think about it, uh, you might be able to come to an easier answer than what your emotions are telling you. Cause mm-hmm. a lot of your emotions are just going to be like, fuck this job, fuck those people or whatever. And that's not really constructive. You know what I mean? Yeah. First on Smith and his sayings. I need I need to convince him to come on come he's on here. He's the king mediator, man. He's the, <laughs> he's he's the best. He has he has all these crazy sayings, all these these theories, and I'm like, <laughs> I think that's what he does in his free time. Just he does. He listens. Me. He listens to like motivational speakers on how to like be a better person. It's true. It's crazy. I know he does. He, awesome. he gave me like he he sent me like six of them one time, and I'm like, oh, all right, cool. But yeah. Um, I mean that that's the end of the show. I really appreciate you coming on on here and and spending some time with us. It's it's been a good time. Uh I wish you the luck, best of luck at over in your next destination. Um it's an honor to have you. Appreciate you coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's fun. All right, guys. If <clears throat> that's the end of the show, uh don't forget to share this episode with your friends. Tell your friends, tell your mom, tell your dad, because I only have like three followers and listeners right now so to help me out uh just look up the 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 podcast on instagram at wgl podcast um share the link enjoy your time and stay safe with this coronavirus stuff see you guys later bye Till I finish This industry ain't nothing but a box But I ain't gonna climb in it You put me inside a room full of rappers Come back in five minutes I'ma be the only one still alive With a note on my chest saying that I did it